five, four, three, two, one. I'm John Miglosh for the WDMA and the NMOA, and we're going to be talking about marketing today. Mostly marketing. A little bit of mail, of course. Have to have a little bit of that. Anyway, but I think you'll enjoy it. Let's start off with Tom Fishburn, okay? And he says, remember that. Remember that the, the Super Bowl isn't about the ads. It's also about the random celebrity camo, cameos in the ads. And I don't know. That wasn't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. That one isn't that funny to me. But anyway, let's go on because his articles are really where, where I like to I like to understand what he's what he's up to. One of his earliest cartoons showed a large gathering of people socializing at a Super Bowl party and the guy saying, Time to come back. The commercials are starting again. Uh, the Super Bowl is one of, is the one time every year when ordinary people actively seek out advertising. Kinda, I guess. Now, also, it's because our team isn't in it. <laughs> There's 32 teams or so, I guess, and uh, so the chances are about one in 15 that you're your team is going to be in it, and uh, my team isn't. Darn, I think they would have made it if they could have, you know, if the game could have ended like 30 seconds sooner. Mm-mm. Two minutes sooner. Um, they could have got by San Francisco. I think they would have been in it. But anyway, uh, always next year. So in 2020, oh, so I found a reference to a, Tom writes, I found a reference to a 2021 survey, but he couldn't find the survey itself, uh, that said 43% of Super Bowl watchers tune in just to see the ads. Um, the survey actually said, also said, that 2021, that from 2021, that 60% of women prefer the ads to the game, okay, and but 24% of the men said they pursued per, so it averaged out to 43%. Okay. Um, yeah. I wish both teams could lose. So what do you got left? You know, if somebody would ask me yesterday, which I would prefer, I, I guess I would prefer that. And also that we typically socialize on the, uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. So, um, yeah, I'd be in the camp of saying this year it's going to be more the ads than the game. And I use this for my show. Um, so it's a high stakes environment, $7 million just for 30 seconds of media time, not including the production and uh, a rare window of undivided consumer attention. So this sets up a creativity paradox. I like that. Because the stakes are so high, the tendency is to play it safe. But playing it safe can lead to work that isn't memorable. And so part of the go-to advertising playbook has been celebrity cameos. But many brands treat celebrities as non-sequiturs, just relying on the star power. And uh, when you're my age, you don't even know who these stars are. <laughs> yes, I know who Taylor Swift is because she came to the Packer when the Packers played the Chiefs and beat them. <laughs> And that was the start of our season, really. I mean, in, in terms of the Packers all of a sudden starting to turn it around. So I I like Taylor Swift because she was good luck for the Packers. Too bad she didn't come to the 49ers game. Anyway, uh, System 1 rates these. And uh, John Evans 
um, who is connected with me says, celebrity alone isn't enough to move the audiences. If you could swap stars with no difficulty, then the ad is not making it dis making distinctive enough use of a famous face. Last year's celebrity Super Bowl ads all did two fundamental things well. They, were, they featured several stars together doing what they're known for uh, within storylines that fit the brands. And so here's Tom's original uh, cartoon that he talked about. Time to come back. The commercials are starting again. I also added this graphic because, you know, people in America, and we've got a, we've got a David Beckham commercial that's going to come up in a couple of days. I'm sure I'll get to it. Um, the comparison with the World Cup soccer to the Super Bowl. Uh, 114 million, I don't know if that's households or, or viewers, but it's nothing in comparison to the World Cup. Just nothing. And we need to keep that in mind. <laughs> right. The rest of the world couldn't care less. Really, it's pretty much that. Um, this is Brand Camp, and they say, I have $50 riding on E-Trade. Nah, they choke in big games. That's really good. <laughs> Go Emerald Nuts. And for a couple of years, Emerald Nuts was really had some really great commercials. This is from 2007. Wow. That's a long time ago, it seems like. Wow, that's just a long time ago. Anyway, um, shh, trying to be social. You know, they don't want any, nobody wants anybody to cheer for the game, right? Especially if it's the 49ers and the Chiefs. My favorite ad was the funny one with the famous guy. Classic. What a great ad. Unforgettable. What was the brand again? A car, I think, or maybe beer, or maybe tech something or soda. Whatever it was, those marketers must be proud which is exactly what we're going to talk about in a few seconds here. But first, I just do want to, I can't resist, I can't resist. Uh, I, I was watching some of the best Super Bowl commercials of all time. And um, so here's one that got into the top 12. And uh, here we go. Let's see if this works. There goes a chimpanzee playing a boombox. And a couple of guys clapping off beat, which isn't that easy. And the monkey. <laughs> now the music stops and says, well, we just wasted two million bucks. What are you doing with your money? It's time the for E-Trade. E the, e the number one place for, to trade online. And the reason I use that is because of two things one i think it's pretty much right that they they wasted two million bucks this is back in who knows when uh when it only cost two million bucks for a 30 second spot and e-trade around that time was one of our clients and um a messy 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 database they had four servers they sent us files from each and um there was no common identity across the four servers so it was a super mess and we suggested that maybe they maybe they could do better in optimizing their lead generation and the guy we were working with said that's not my job my job is just to generate as many as many leads as possible I don't really want to optimize I just want to maximize and that kind of sums up my view of marketing in general 
across America. So we're going to get to that. Okay. But I just want you to keep that in mind. Okay. So now let's get over to the PDFs again and we'll see what we've got to see. Um, this is the survey that Tom mentioned and um, it did have a graph in it. Um, but even the Super Bowl viewers can fall victim to ad fatigue. I don't like the way they did this, but it shows the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. So if you're watching the show and you have a Super Bowl ad you're going to show this year, no matter what you do, get a, get a discount if you're in the fourth quarter. Because likability goes from 40% in the first quarter down to 25% in the fourth. Even if it's a barn burner, even if it's right down to the wire, uh, it's still the, the viewership just goes to pot here. Um, now, these aren't to zero, you know, so there isn't that much change, really. It's not like they're getting cut in half, though they look like they're getting cut in, cut in half. Always love how to lie with statistics. Okay, it doesn't matter if the game is a blowout or a nail biter. Okay, that's really important. Okay, and so that that was an interesting little survey. Um, I think this was from the 2010 survey, but anyway. Now I want to get to this one. This one was a very disturbing article. Marketing not perceived as a viable career choice. Not a viable career career choice by Richard Drake at the drum which is a you know really reputable source uh, this is from from Davos World Economic Forum I think this almost says it all right here it looks to me this looks like a store window and you know you see you see the speakers and the keynotes from this conference and they have these huge stages huge auditoriums well, this is the marketing stage. It says CMO right there. CMO. Four people cramped together on this little storefront and maybe 10, 15 people in the audience. I'm guessing there's another, maybe there's another row of, of chairs here. But really, you know, it's nobody. Nobody came to this session. So you're lucky to see it here because we try to find things that, you wouldn't see anywhere else. A Google search shows that not a single FTSE 100, that's another thing like the, like the Fortune 500, not one single FTSE 100 company CEO comes from a CMO position. And of course, I noticed that long, long ago. A friend of mine who had been the, you know, back in those days, a VP of marketing, CMO wasn't a thing. Um, and usually president and vice president were the top, you know, people, not CEO. But anyway, that aside, we've changed the name, which is kind of a marketing thing. Um, not one single CEO came from CMO. Although the panelists suggested, which gives you another idea of how trivial and idiotic marketing people are, that AI, if used intelligently, anybody catch that? Artificial intelligence, if used intelligently. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They're just trying to fire you. Why do you say such stupid stuff? We'll change that statistic in the future. Oh, yeah? No. 
Yeah, it will. It'll mean that marketing doesn't even exist. If we can get AI to do marketing, and of course we can, because the way we do it is we tell AI, generate 10 ads, and then we run them and track them, and we don't care which one wins. Whichever one wins, we're doing more testing than the marketing department probably ever did because they didn't want to be held accountable. The AI doesn't care. They don't mind being held accountable. So we actually end up with better marketing without marketing people than we would with them. Mark my words. Luckily, I'm old. I don't have to worry about this. But I did give a talk at the local community college vocational sort of, I forget what it's called. It used to be called uh, Waukesha County Technical Institute or something. But now it's called Waukesha County Technical College, I think. And um, like my son went there to get his welding certificate, which was, uh, which he loves doing welding. So, you know, that's something, if you want a good career, go be a plumber. There aren't enough good plumbers in the world. So you can charge whatever you want. <laughs> Unlike marketing, when there's an abundance of bad ones. Okay, so, and just read Ritson. Uh, so, listen to this. The Association of National Advertisers in the U.S. surveyed college students to rank all professions as potential careers. This is done by the ANA, right? Right, Lisa Smith? And the year that, that this individual on the panel joined the profession, marketing was the number one profession as a career choice. Marketing as a career now ranks below accounting and even nursing. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with nursing, but it's it's hard. You know, you work hard. Uh, and you got to work your way up. So when I was speaking at this community college nearby, they asked me to speak some for some reason, I got a couple of questions at the end. And basically I said, you know, if you're in marketing, you'll be lucky if you ever even get to talk to the CEO. As a marketing consultant, an international speaker, <laughs> influencer, you know, my videos get like three views <laughs> each. I could talk about Wisconsin beer and get more views than I would, than I do as a marketing world leader. <laughs> and you can take that for what you will, you know, whether you think it's true or false or whatever. I don't care, right? Not anymore. If I did, I wouldn't be doing this. But... You're so often working with middle management. And the, the fact is that most of the people you work with don't care. They're like the E-Trade guy. He doesn't care whether the company grows. He's got a job. He's got to generate some leads. And we could replace him with AI and do a better job. I could replace him with AI in his business and do a better job right now. Just decent split testing of AI, whatever AI vomits out, okay? Will it be breakthrough? Will it win the Super Bowl? No. But it'll grow the company better than he did, okay? So that's pretty sad. There's a belief that marketing is a con game that's about playing mind tricks, that marketers are like used car salesmen. And you know my experience? It's pretty much true. 
The problem isn't with the perception of marketing. The problem is with marketing. The problem is with marketers. I talk about accountable advertising. I talk about secrets to make sure your advertising and marketing grow your company. I talk about why mail is the most distinctive medium. And you know what? Even the USPS doesn't promote this. They're convinced that digital is the answer. Digital fraud is going to be the answer to our marketing dreams, coupled with AI. The marketing industry, in my opinion, is lost and insane. Okay? So I agree that marketers are like used car salesmen. And of course, I'm happy to come into your company and meet your marketing people. I'm happy to report to the CFO, who actually cares about bottom line profitability and growth. Or the CEO. My best, my best assignments have been with senior level owners of businesses, founders, right? Because they care about the things that matter. The things that mattered before there were computers, before there was internet, before there was digital, right? Okay. <laughs> they say there's a fundamental disconnect. What we need to do is market marketing. People think that marketing is all about glamour and glitz. I talked about quad a couple days ago. And I did get, uh, I did get Josh uh, from quad, and I had a really nice conversation, about 45 minutes. And he explained why the Sacramento plant was closed. It had more to do with consolidation. If you produce a lot of catalogs at one location, you can co-mingle and you can get lower postage rates. Now, if you produce some of them in Sacramento, they'll get to the West Coast faster. I mean, they're in California. Okay, so you can, you can overcome one issue, which is that the USPS has slowed delivery, slowed standards, right? But then it costs you more to get there faster. And so marketers right now are, are preferring the consolidation. And for that reason, it doesn't make as much sense to have a Sacramento plant. And that makes sense. I, I, I understood immediately what Josh was talking about. Okay. But part of the reason that I talked about Quad was because, because Joel Quadracci had a big splash in, uh, in Khan or Kane or whatever, how you say it, <laughs> where Quad rebranded itself as an ad agency that could do everything for you instead of a printer that can print catalogs better than anybody else on earth. So they're going after the glitz. I hope Joel had a nice time there in France. But anyway, uh, that's why we think it. Because that's what marketers think. And that's what CEOs think. And that's what CFOs think. They think it's all glitz. There's no, There's no content to it which brings me back to sephora i talked about that and i did kind of commend canada post for this but it seemed like because there was a control group it seemed like when we got to the results uh, sephora said this was a preliminary test and direct mail is a potential tactic we might consider for future campaigns i had a great talk with rusty dykus from old school marketing uh, that I'm working with now on a regular basis. And 
uh, we talked about why they wouldn't continue. Well, it was a 16% higher response rate. But what's the cost of mail? How much did that impact the cost? Probably a lot more than 16%, right? If you're just doing slinging emails as retargeting to all of a sudden now mailing, right? It could have doubled the cost of retargeting. So if you compare a double cost with a 16% improvement, now, if it's if you're selling $10,000 furniture, it might make sense to do the mailing. If you're selling t-shirts or mascara, it probably doesn't, okay? And my guess is that because of the accountability here, Sephora realized that that just wasn't a great application. We increased the results 16%, but our costs went up more than that. That's the kind of accountability that we need, though. That's, that's at least honest, okay? Direct mail doesn't work for everybody, right? It doesn't work for very, very low-end. Nobody sells Wrigley's Spearmint Gum uh, with direct mail. It doesn't make any sense, right? I can tell you if it makes sense. I once walked away from a hundred grand project just for the consulting fee for for Blockbuster. I told them it doesn't make sense. You can't make this work. And they lost five million dollars trying, and somebody else. I sent them to another consultant, and they made the money. But let's be honest. That's where we have to start as marketers. Let's be honest. And the way we be honest is to talk about incremental lift and do control group testing. I'm John Miglosh. If you don't know what I'm talking about, give me a call. Drop me a line, john at wdma.org. Have a great day. Like and share. Your friends will know you're smart.